Hello, hello, hello. You are listening to this week's episode of Red, White, and Brown with Lives, Shreya, Mira, and Michael. And we are back with another jam-packed week of Bollywood and I want to say Hollywood, I guess? Movies, media, and entertainment for you guys. We're going to start off with Dr. G and actually Codename, which were both in theaters. Then we're going to review the highly anticipated Mismatched Season 2, which came out. And then we're going to round it off with Apple TV's Shantaram. So... And that a chance to hike her way over to all of the theaters that actually play. And by all, we mean like the one and a half theaters that play Bollywood movies. No, 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 no. Not in the Bay Area. If, you, if you're in San Francisco Bay Area, you will see every cinema, every AMC play. Really? So, mm-hmm. I love that for you. So that means you got a chance to watch Dr. G anywhere. How was that? What was it about? Fill us in on all the details. It is an Ayushman Kurana movie, guys. And you know, when it's an Ayushman Kurana movie, guys, you know what to expect. There's a guy with a serious problem and his problem gets sorted out with a social message. Exactly what happens in this movie as well. Though I think the take on it is less preachy. Um, it's a story of this guy, his name is Dr. Uday Gupta, and he has to pick up a specialization for his master's, and he wants to be an orthopedic surgeon, but he doesn't get the entrance into orthopedics, and everywhere that he tries to go, and he lives in Bhopal, you know, that city, and in surrounding areas, he tries his best to get into orthopedics, but all he gets is gynecology. So now he has to intern and do his master's in gynecology. So his cousin brother tells him, you know what? I'm an orthopedic surgeon. Why don't you take this year off, do the gynecology for the year and prep for orthopedics for next year, improve your rank, and maybe you'll get orthopedics next year. So he decides that, okay, I'm really not interested in gynecology because how can I be a doctor of something that I don't have? So... So his, his peers and everybody else tells him, you know, the top gynecologists in these, this country are men. What are you even talking about? And he's like, oh. he's super biased. He's, he hasn't thought about situations he's not ever been in. So you see that entire transformation of the guy when he joins the gynae department and he's the only guy in the class. And he literally, the women start hazing him. <laughs> so he's hazed. In the hazing, they get it. You know, he has to wear dresses. He, he, they literally, uh, they literally make his life uh, horrible. And he is crying for help. They, they, they take it out on him. But they also teach him. So when he starts looking at the you know, that he has issues. You know, when the first patients come, he hasn't read the code of medical ethics and he actually tries to examine a patient without a nurse being around or another doctor. And that becomes a big uh, code of medical practices, ethics issue. Um, he, he does several things uh, that he hasn't read about because he hasn't bothered about it at all. But as and when he starts looking at the job that he's doing and the, and how he is making people's lives better by, you know, he he, he starts appreciating gynecology a lot more. Um, but the biases are not only with him, the biases are around him as well, especially with the patients too, because everybody wants to be examined by a woman doctor too. 
So he thinks he'll never be able to practice as a gynecologist. And he's, he's super, super miffed about that. And then this episode happens where his cousin, who's the orthopedic surgeon, is dating an underage girl, a school girl, while being married with two kids. And that school girl, that underage school girl gets pregnant. And the cousin nicely hands over the girl to Dr. Gupta and tells him, get her a portion. And then the seriousness of the plot comes through. Um, how does he help her? How does, how does his mother become a very big proponent of helping uh, you know, him understand a lot of things? Because uh, his mother is on Tinder and she's dating men and she's she's on a date and you know the guy just can't take it his mother having a life so he comes home and tells his mother who's, who's actually played by a very 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 powerful shiba chada tells her look at what all i've done for you i've literally even not not gone far away so that i can live with you and support you the mother turns around and says look at what i have done for you and never never said anything i i was left with you and your your father died while you still in, in my in my stomach I didn't abort you I kept you so she actually she actually makes him understand how he is biased he thinks the whole world revolves around him and how he has to stop doing that and in that entire process the the doctor is Shafali Shah the head of department gynecology Shafali Shah and she tells him when he starts his internship in the department she tells him you're going to lose the male male touch so throughout the movie, he doesn't understand what is it? If I lose the male touch, how will I be a man? Um, but finally, towards the end of the movie, he loses the male touch. He starts thinking from the point of view of the patients as well. So I thought all in all, a great movie. Uh, it, it's spacey. The music is hummable. Uh, the other lead is uh, Rakul Preet Singh. And it, it's, a very, it's a very different story. They, they don't date. Uh, she's engaged to be married to somebody else and she stays with it. And he has to understand that he can't get the girl. So, I mean, I thought there were very different aspects of this entire story that uh, really gelled well together. I actually like the movie. There are parts that, you know, make you laugh, the parts that make you emotional, uh, but, but it hooks you on. All of two hours and I think eight minutes, you will have a good ride with this movie. Dr. G playing in theaters right now and soon on Netflix. And we hope you like the rest of this episode. You are listening to Red, White, and Brown with Daisies.Live's Shreya, Mira, and Michael. And we're going to give you now code name. Thiranga, M, take it away. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Shreya, for giving the mic to me. Now, this movie, I have to tell you, I love Pariniti Chopra. In fact, I like her more. I think she's super talented. I like her even more than I like Priyanka, her sister. But Pariniti, for some reason, um, even though she picks up really good projects, for some reason, those projects haven't been doing so well. And of course, Parindi spoken about her depression, her weight issues, everything. I mean, she's, she's worked on herself a lot. But I feel Pariniti is real and she's super talented. In this movie called Codename Tiranga, this movie has everything going for it except the execution. <laughs> so... This is a story of Durga, which is Parniti Chopra. She's a special agent, and she has to apprehend a the mastermind behind the 2001 Indian Parliament attack, Khalid Omar. And Khalid Omar is played by Sharad Kalkar. And while she's 
on the assignment, she meets this guy called Hadi, uh, called, called Dr. Mirza Ali, who's actually Hadi Sandhu. And she starts developing feelings for this guy. So uh, she starts developing feelings for a terrorist while on a mission to apprehend, you know, the mastermind. Um, and this entire story is about how she pri sets priority to things and whether she follows her heart and lets the guy go or, you know, she decides to play it for, the, for Team India. Now, this movie is directed by Rebu Das Gupta, who also directed Pariniti's The Girl on the Train. And, uh, but, but Girl on the Train is a different persona. You know, we've reviewed it. But this one is a totally different persona. She, um, she's called Ismuth in her undercover operation. And, you know, there are amazing fight sequences. I have to give you the fight sequences are so well choreographed. This, hand-to-hand -hand combat, the gunfights, very, very slick. Uh, and, and you see her, you know, she's very credible in her role and she's a brilliant actor to that. Uh, but I, I thought where, uh, where the story lacked was conviction. You know, there were very big glaring loopholes. When, when somebody's watching a movie and say, oh, this didn't make sense, that's where the stories fail, right? Because they stop believing in the story. Um, you can't, terrorists have their own pictures as the phone's wallpaper, come on. Terrorists don't operate like that. They don't even have phones. They keep satellite phones so that they don't get tracked. Um, there's, you know, the entire climax scene is like, it, it's it's a ripoff from Call of Duty, literally. Um, there is uh, the raw, you know, the entire logic of raw to send her is, is dumb. There's so many things about the movie that lack intelligence that just underwhelmed every other aspect of the movie. The cinematography is extremely hard to keep up with, but 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 he does pretty well because of the chaos and, and the action sequences. The cinematography is, is pretty great. Uh, the background score does not map itself to the narrative. Um, Hadi Sandhu is great. Sharad Kelkar as Omar is great. But none of the characters gain credibility because of very big logical looping cables in the story. So that's my that's my take on Codename Tiranga. Uh, they didn't do probably a great business as well, but um, hey, I like Pariniti. I love watching her movies. I think she's a great actor and she deserves so much better than this execution. You are back listening to Red, White, and Brown with Daisy Stat Live's Shreya, Mira, and Michael. We just gave you a song, so now we're going to give you another review, and we're going to do Mismatched. If you guys have seen Mismatched Season 1, you know it's the story, or rather the adaptation of the original story when Dimple met Rishi. And here in this story, I guess, or in the show, we have Projecta Kohli, a famous YouTuber who plays um, Dimple, and then we have everybody's favorite girl, Hitzaraf, who plays Rishi. And they meet during season one. They're basically like set up by their parents and they meet at this like coding camp or this app, app camp, I guess. And they're like trying to figure out life together. The He wants her and she's like, no, I'm just kind of here to figure out my future. I really want education, which isn't something that my parents prioritize. They want me to get married, but I, I want to pave this path for myself. And we 
along the way, we encounter some like incredible characters. Like we see Selena, her roommate. We meet number the Rishi's like longtime best friend. And in that mix, we leave off season one on this odd cliffhanger where Dimple is so upset that Rishi leaves her or yells at her during the League of Legends competition that she makes out with Naughty America, who is, of course, harsh, played by the incredible Bihan Samat. And then we pick right back up in season two. So those two, while they have that like instant spark, it seems like Dimple wasn't really sure what she was doing in that moment. So in season two, he it ends up becoming this like really nice platonic support system for Dimple and Harsh is just always there. I'm not really sure with exactly what intention because he's like, hey, if you want to explore this between us, like we can explore it. If not, that's okay. And he doesn't really push her too much in the relationship end, but those two end up actually getting together much to like Rishi's dismay because Rishi still has feelings for her and by the time Rishi figures out whatever happens between him and Namrata where they're no longer friends he ends up having to confess to Namrata's parents that hey that rumor about her being a lesbian it's not true because the two of us are in love and they're like oh you're in love we're so happy for you guys like go back to college why do you guys just not spend time together studying anymore and then they end up having to go back to college. They're facing each other for the first time, Dimple and Rishi. And there's so many unresolved feelings between them. And then there's tons of unresolved feelings between Namrata and Selena. And while all that bullying takes place on campus, because now apparently everyone seems to know Namrata's secret, there's a guest teacher that comes into class and Namrata starts falling for the teacher. The teacher starts falling for Namrata. We also see some couples like Zenith and the professor keep going. And then the best couple breakup throughout this entire thing was that toxic social media couple, the one with Sim and um, uh, the, the Krish. Yeah, he ends up cheating on her because, you know, he's he's hooking up with a Tinder flame and she finds out and it's just a whole mess. But aside from the coupling thing that has been going on in season two, every character ends up having some kind of like development, like Dimple learns to not be so obnoxious, especially because she starts having these panic attacks where she's realizing like, hey, maybe I'm not actually as good as I think I am sometimes. And it's not just like the world's against me simply because it wants to be against me. Like there are factors within me that make the world be against me. And then we see like portions of Rishi finally realize he wanted to be an animator. Um, Simran finally like comes to terms with her body dysmorphia and realizes that she's not in a good relationship with Krish. Krish comes to terms with the fact that like Sim has found out about his hair issues and that, you know, there's like something deeper. My favorite part is when Anmol finally goes to therapy. Anmol is now in therapy for his leg issues. And then Selena apparently thinks she's on the spectrum, like LG, excuse me, like LGBTQ plus spectrum because she's eating Namrata with this professor. And she's like, maybe I do actually like Namrata. And every single person reaches some kind of climax, even Rishi's dad, like Rishi's dad faces a lot of character development. So while I will say, I think there are a lot of characters that shouldn't even be in relationships because they're a mess as a person, like, but I think the relationship aspect helps them learn a little bit more about themselves. So we see an incredible amount of character development from all of these people, and it's really nice to see them grow. So season two is just like a amped up version of season one. Now, did I like the ending? Not necessarily. Do I think Dimple should always get the boy? Not necessarily. I think she's still absolutely obnoxious. But it was still a fun watch for everybody who enjoyed season one. Season two follows like very much the same path, and it's it's the most. Adorable. What I really didn't I really didn't get about the entire show was where do we get these people with American accents? Oh my god! Right? Okay. Right. First of all, we Samad has this American accent. You but know, he's and, from NYU, right? He like he literally got. Yeah, but he's born and bought born bought up in India. 
So he oh. has this, yeah, he has this. I checked it out because I thought there were there were some words that were funny because he was rolling it too much. All right. So that's one. Then this professor, uh, the lady professor, I, I was like, what's his what's her voice? Why is she talking like that? What has happened in her life that's making her talk like that in the first place? And wait, there's also like basically soft porn at one point because Zenith and the professor, like Professor Sid, there's a moment in there where they're like they put her in a cat suit and afterwards there she's like role playing as like a schoolgirl. Like it's literally soft porn, guys. Yeah, like, because, because like, because because Vihan Samat's character, what's his name? Um, what's his name? Vihan Samat's character. Harsh. Harsh. Harsh is trying to um trying to help. That girl so, understand the difference yeah. between uh, between porn and and love. Yeah. So he tells her, "Look at those two. You can see that the, the two of them are in love and they're talking with each other. But if this were porn, it would be this scene." It's so weird to watch it because you have to think about the fact that these actors sat there and actually like played this whole scene out for for the camera multiple times. They did multiple takes of the scene just for you guys to watch it like once for ten seconds. It's, that's so odd to think about. But in all honesty, it was a it was it was cute. But I will say there were some portions that got to me. Like uh, Rishi's younger brother, Ashish, he becomes a lot more intolerable this season and his dad like we find out the reason why why Rishi's family is so obnoxious is because or sorry not obnoxious is so um is is like so uh divided is because apparently dad cheated on his mother in a, at a golf course it, it does end up kind of wild like the story does end up kind of wild cinematography is great the location the sets there's like a wedding like his mother gets remarried and there's like all of the locations are beautiful the outfits are beautiful but whoever is doing Rohit Saraf's makeup like please don't ever do it again because you're really messing it up like you he's know, a he, beautiful he, man he would have been better without that makeup I thought the same thing I actually thought the same thing I'm so glad I'm so glad nothing more mismatched than of course us without you so we're back with another episode of red white and brown with daisy set lives tria mira and michael yeah sure thanks for passing it here you know definitely have a couple of thoughts both on chandram but this is also my first time on apple tv so i have some thoughts about this platform and just the kind of content they're bringing as well so let me just tell you first off this is a long series to get through so for those that don't know, Shantaram is actually an adaptation of, of about a 900 plus page book. And this first season really only gave you about half that book. So there's another season coming. And I'm not sure if like Apple TV is just really, you know, trying to get a bunch of seasons, you know, maybe renew some contracts or whatnot. But this first season was very long to get through. And if there's a second season, I'm not sure that I can actually sit through it. However, I do think the plot was somewhat interesting um, and do you think if it was done in one season versus two it could have made for a very good film but let me dive into 3,000 feet, uh, feet for a little bit so as I was saying Shentrum is a tv adaptation of a novel um, about a man who commits armed robberies to fund his heroin addiction um, and recently he escaped from prison in Australia and flees to Mumbai for a fresh start but rather than keeping his head down um, he comes up with a fake name for himself called Lynn and um, he essentially gets involved with gang violence and warfare in uh, Mumbai. So, you know, with that, you, we get to see these lot, lots of different characters in the film, lots of gangsters, lots of um, depictions of um, like slums within Bombay. 
um, as well as a love interest with a French woman named Carlo who gets mixed up, who gets mixed in the mix. Um, and lots of, like I said, lots of interesting scenes, just like uh, depicting gang violence on different crimes and just some shady figures. So if you're into that kind of stuff, you might be able to um, sit through this longer than I did. Um, however, I will say like the, the, the TV show, like the series really kind of just depends. It's, it's really dependent on um, the main characters acting. Uh, in this, we have a great cast. We have Charlie Hunam. I'm um, gonna, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but Faisal Bazi, Antonia Desplat, and Electric Killaby. Pretty good cast, but it's really dependent on just like how well they're performing. The story, the plot, like can really drag in some episodes. Um, and sometimes, like I didn't read the book at first, but I would assume that maybe some of these scenes might be a little redundant or might even be fillers just to get this to its 12-hour mark. Um, Actually, the Michael, I've read the book. I read the book a long time ago, though. Um, and when I was watching the show, I realized that a lot of it is just taken from the book. I think they might have fictionalized like, what, 10% okay. out of just for the TV adaptation. Sure. But mostly, I think it's a very true book adaptation. So let me ask you this, because, you know, as I was saying, it was very long to kind of sit through. Are they going like word by word, like chapter by chapter, just putting it on screen? Uh, is everything that they're doing necessary? Is season two? Absolutely. It's not necessary. And, you know, that's why I like how Mira Nair does it. They should have, uh, and this is my recommendation as well. I wrote the review. My recommendation is they should have got some somebody like Mira Nair to direct this or create this because she's very good at taking books and converting them into series. Uh, what was the series she did for Apple TV just uh, for BBC, sorry, she did an entire series and that was an adaptation from a book as well. And that was so beautifully put together in five episodes, literally. So you need somebody who's done this before and you need somebody who knows what to take out from the book because a book is not the same as ATV ad adaptation. And I, I guess, you know, there are people that are really good at doing it. Mira Nair is one of them. Well, and as I was saying, I, I really found like the premise of the series to actually be quite interesting. And with this being on Apple TV, I, I was able to do a little browse of other shows that are on Apple TV. And it kind of seems like they're churning out very similar content as this, like they're, they're producing content, but it's not necessarily, I don't want to say produced, but like, it's just, I don't know. It's just average. It's just mid. It's like, it's like things that you would see on TV that only, you know, really run for a few seasons and then you don't um, see it again. So I, you know, I'm unsure if really this was the right platform for this kind of book to really be told. I think Apple has done really well with diverse content. And, you know, you see that when the content wins awards, Ted Lasso, for example, is an Apple thing. And sure. it really, it, it, it won the most awards last, um, last Emmys. There is another show on Apple TV that I highly recommend, and we haven't reviewed it yet, but I watched it some time ago. It's called Pachinko. And I haven't seen one. better writing than Pachinko in a very long time. It's, it's also based on a New York Times bestseller, by the way, of the same name. And it's the story of a Korean immigrant family. Um, the movie has three languages, Japanese, Korean, and English, and the, the series. Um, but but it's beautiful. I mean, that adaptation was gripping because as I'm telling you, I haven't seen better screenwriting in a very long time. Like Pachinko. So I think um, 
yeah, you're right in saying Apple TV is very choosy about what they're picking up for their uh, for their platform, but I think they're picking up some really good winners. Sure, sure. Um, and Shanda Ram is a classic. It's it's a, it's a book that you know. I don't know if you know if you if you if you're an Indophile and you don't have the book, you're not an Indophile. That that's what I would say. But I will um, say this though, having not read the book, after having seen this, I am interested in reading the book. So that is one thing that I will um, definitely give to it. It did give me a lot of. I have a copy. You can take it from me. This is great. We're all about reading and literacy here. We're gonna pick. We're gonna see if I'm. Uh, if I can pick up my literacy after I read um, this book, it'll be a while since I've read a long, long novel um, such as this one. 900 pages will be a commitment. What an incredible way to end an incredible episode. You are listening to Red, White, and Brown with Live, Shreya, Mira, and Michael on Radio Zimdegi, 1550 AM. But before we sign off, we want to remind you to go ahead and follow our journey at Daisies.live. Or follow us on all of our social media. That is at Daisy's Live Graham on Instagram, at Daisy's Live on Facebook and Twitter. And if you guys so choose, please feel free to leave us comments, likes, shares, and reviews. And we will be sure to share them back with you and respond. So thanks again for this week's episode. And we'll see you next time. Bye.